Uh, just to let you know, I did do some dice rolling, so it wouldn't be arbitrary storytelling or anything. Um, the mind control does not work, unfortunately. And you put on the mask and turn around and deliver your line. And you see a, a quick momentary pause, a hesitation. Um, but then the cloud starts to move forward. He says, ah, my hands. Maybe this time you can finish the job. And he billows out and begins attacking his clouds of green and yellow and orangish um, toxins start to roll towards you. And your mask filters out the worst of it, but it wasn't made for a, a chemical onslaught or anything like that. And Blowhard starts to throw consecutive different types of gas at you and... Um, over and over and everything and you roll and maneuver out of the way of some and uh, you use pieces of the buildings you know you, you rip up like the rooftops and whatnot to make walls and and it seems to slow it down uh, you're buying yourself some time and but you don't know if he's just playing with you or if your defenses are actually holding up and worthwhile you've taken a little bit of damage um it's mostly to the exposed part of your skin and your suit's kind of a little worse for wear but most of it at this point is superficial but if this drags out any longer it's going to get bad all the knives and pieces of metal that uh fergus has been holding on to <laughs> and any like flat bits of uh you know rooftop or ac duct metal that he's been using as shields or whatever. Here's the uh, here's the play with all of that stuff. So he's gonna wait for the right moment to pop out from behind whatever cover he's behind at the moment, and all of the uh, okay. He's going to make a fan out of all the metal bits that he's got by just spinning them really fast. So they all of these like pieces of roofing and ductwork and any sort of wide, flat, sharp thing that he's got, they come out from behind him where they've been hovering like a halo. And they go out in front, which hopefully will deflect if this doesn't work, but... He sets them whirling really fast to make a fan. And the idea is to see what, if any, effect this has on Blowhard's body. So if this does sort of move him around, if it seems to disturb the sort of physical substance of his, uh, his gaseous his gaseous ass then the next move will be to like push him away to like frustrate him he'll like shove him back a few times as long as that works he'll keep doing it to get him angry then he'll appear to make a miscalculation to let blowhard get closer again and when that happens He'll send his fan inside of Blowhard's body and then crank it up to see if he can literally blow him apart. Um, okay, 
So that's a pretty big if. But the other if, if the fan doesn't move him around, if he's able to be like selectively gaseous and he can just choose to ignore that, then uh, it's going to be time to retreat, (laughs) to make, to flee at top speed with a sort of shield behind him covering his back and other material making bridges for him so he can run to another roof. Ideally, he would find a building, like a very modern building with a big um, HVAC sort of system coming out through the roof because the fallback plan is going to be to like lure him towards some kind of vent or something and and hope he can like get him sucked into that or uh, use some other sort of environmental hazard again like I did the first time. You quickly cobble together your debris fan and attempt to push him back um and it it succeeds you um generate enough wind that his insubstantial form is is pushed back a decent amount um you know that you'll have to uh, continue to gather materials if you want this to continue to be uh, more and more successful. So little by little, you keep adding on to the fan or fans that you're making, um, and you you do succeed in frustrating him. He'll you'll you'll pull him in, or he'll send out an attack, and you'll push it back and push him back just enough, and. Um, you start to you start to bait him. You you know you each time you pushing pushing back a, just a little less and m- maybe look like you're starting to get a little exhausted and then he comes in for an attack and you know you you have the materials gathered together and you you go to push him and it spins and all the the bits of metal and whatnot come come flying apart and plink 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 you know hitting the the floor or the floor hitting the um the roof that you're standing on and um you know blow hard if he had legs he would be stalking in towards you and he says this is it this is the end of your story and he starts to billow and just generate all this uh, smoke and gas and it's turning into all these different colors that you've uh, seen him throw out and right before he attacks you gather up all the material and throw it inside him and you just start spinning it and spinning it and it just quickly dissipates him. You just hear fuck, and all of this this gas is is dispersed. You know, a little bit of it, you know, clouds around you real quick. But um, besides just doing some more uh, slight damage to your your suit and uh, probably the scrubbers in your mask, uh, you're really no worse for wear. And when this cloud passes by, you kind of look around and, uh, you know, you see a, a few wisps here or there, but they, they kind of quickly dissipate. 
and uh, you know you you've kind of jumped around from from roof to roof and at the end of the building that you're standing on probably about 75 feet away as the sun's starting to rise you see experiment seven uh, standing there and they have a quizzical look on their lack of a face you know like i said the the eyes are still there so the brows kind of knitted and the the heads cocked to the side and you see there actually is you, you at the distance you were before and it, it was it was fairly seamless there's a very small uh slit of a mouth and they're you know kind of haunting uh, dual voice, which I can't very well duplicate, but I'm going to try, uh, comes out and just says, Who are you? You're not who we thought you were, are you? Are you him? Are you someone different? Seven. Puppeteer hesitates. His body language totally changes. He was uh, really feeling himself when he blew Blowhard away. And now he's been sort of caught up. But in a way, he's been preparing for this. So he doesn't hesitate long. And from a few moments of moving in a kind of jerky, guilty way, he sort of smooths it out. He, uh, he walks over towards Seven slowly with his hands just sort of held up in the air, and he says, uh, the knife is a costume that I wear a mask over the mask. I, I hope you'll forgive me. I, I lied to you. I, I lied to everyone in the group. I, I wanted another, I wanted to be a part of something. And I thought if you all knew who I had been before, you you wouldn't... Well... He, uh... He's lent all of the sort of bits of trash and junk and knives and stuff fall down, but at this point he, uh... He starts to maybe sort of unconsciously manipulate some of them, and he says... Perhaps it would be better if I showed you. So he's going to set up a little puppet show to give Seven a limited version of his backstory, starting with his miserable time in high school and college. maybe even farther back, just like a little, a little snippet of his unhappy home life with his like crazy broken mom, his like never there dad. And then the sort of finding of theater as his, uh, his salvation in a way. And then not long after college or maybe during college, starting to realize he was able to do things he shouldn't have been able to do and so on and so forth. But the important part is he leaves his mind control out of this whole thing. That's not mentioned once. So he's like concealing and revealing at the same time. He's being super honest, except about one thing. 
So he he gives Seven a very brief summary of his time with the league. And then uh, when it comes to Stringersburg, he admits that he sort of manipulated events to bring the Monster Squad together. But he never... You know, he, he's going to characterize it completely that way. So if anybody is like, oh, can't that guy, didn't that guy mind control people? Then it'll be, you know, he's, he's sort of calling that into doubt by being like, no, I, you know, it's just people aren't literally my puppets. I just sort of work in the background in a shadowy way. And he's telling all of this, he's telling this whole story through little puppets that he fashions out of trash he takes a couple of flat panels and like sets them up as the backdrop takes like a you know a knife and like a spark plug and uses them as as little humanoid figurines he's like got little pieces of cloth and wire he's like wrapping around them for hair or clothes or whatever so um part of what he's doing here is using his fascinate feet to just sort of get seven to pay really close attention to this and and sort of take it all in maybe with a little less skepticism than than it otherwise might but uh when he comes to the end of the performance He's brought it up to right before the climactic, terrible fight with the Nihilist. And um, just when it looks like they're going to get there, he just sort of shudders and drops everything. Like the set, the little puppets, the trash puppets, the trash set. He drops it all abruptly. And once it just clatters to the ground. And he says, when we failed, when I failed uh, against that him, I I didn't know what else to do. I, sh- I shouldn't have left you, but I felt so useless. I, I, I had to hide. But I can see you've grown stronger since then you you've kept your spirit one hates to use a word like that but you you're out here still doing good I I hope we can well I this is all rather too much and he sort of coyly hurries off he's gonna just sort of hint that he wants to work together and then try to leave and see what happens. 